This is HSBC Global Viewpoint, your window into the thinking, trends and issues shaping global banking and markets. Join us as we hear from industry leaders and HSBC experts on the latest insights and opportunities for your business. A heads up to our listeners that this episode is being recorded remotely, therefore the sound quality may vary. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the second installment of our DigiTalks podcast series. As those of you who listen to our recent MICA podcast will know, we are featuring a variety of different topics and market developments that are currently trending in the digital world. In our first podcast, Henry Rashen, Head of Regulatory Outlook at HSB Security Services, and Claire Harrop, Senior Associate in the Financial Institutions Group at Feshfields, looked at the European Union's proposed regulation on markets and crypto assets, or MICA. The same team joins me now to discuss the EU Digital Operational Resilience Regulation, or DORA. Henry, over to you. Thanks, Gabriella, and welcome, everyone. The European Union continues to make great strides in legislating for harmonized standards in digital and digitized financial services. As part of this initiative, in September 2020, the EU Commission published in the official journal is DORA Regulation, or EU Digital Operational Resilience Regulation. Claire, thank you for joining us again to look at this topic. Please can you outline for us the motivation behind DORA and the deadlines? Certainly, Henry, and and thank you for having me. Um, The Commission published the DORA proposal in the official journal on the 24th of September 2020 as part of its digital finance package, along with MICA, which we discussed last time, and various other proposals that are designed to enable innovation and competition in the financial sector whilst mitigating the risks. At the moment, the Council and European Parliament are considering the proposal, and it will need to be agreed and published in the OJ. I think we'd expect the proposal to apply possibly 18 months or so after publication in the OJ. So, If it's published in the first half of 2022, we could be well into 2023 before application. We have seen some movement already since publication of the proposal. So the European Parliament Econ Committee published a draft report with certain recommendations, and the ECB also recently published an opinion on the draft proposal. In terms of the background, policymakers and supervisors are increasingly focused on the risks stemming from the reliance on information and communication technology, or or, or ICT. The reforms that followed the 2008 financial crisis were really targeted at strengthening the financial resilience of the European financial sector, only addressing ICT risks indirectly in some cases. There are some resilience aspects in scope of existing legislation, but the view is that that's insufficient as Existing legislation, I think reasonably, did not envisage the specific characteristics of digital resilience with its emphasis on ICT risks and concentration risks. DORA aims to lay down uniform requirements concerning the security of network and information systems supporting the business processes of financial entities needed to achieve a high common level of digital operational resilience. Broadly, digital operational resilience refers to the ability of financial institutions to ensure that they can withstand all types of ICT-related disruptions and threats, including cyber attacks. 
Outsourcing, uh, particularly cloud usage, is an area that the EU is seeking to supervise and control. In, in terms of scope, a, a wide variety of financial organizations will be brought into the scope of DORA. And there's also a crossover with MICA, which we discussed in the last podcast. At the moment, the draft includes a reference to crypto asset service providers and issuers of crypto assets and asset reference tokens. Thank you, Claire. That sounds like a significant change. What are the main requirements for scope testing and reporting, please? So the organisations that are in scope are set out in Article 2 of the proposal and include financial entities and ICT third-party service providers. And what we mean by financial entities here is, is a really very broad definition. It includes banks, investment firms, crypto asset service providers, issuers of crypto assets, um, market infrastructure providers, managers of alternative investment funds, usage management companies, data reporting service providers, insurers, pension funds, credit rating agencies, auditors, benchmark administrators, and crowdfunding service providers. So it's, it's pretty much most of the different types of institutions that are, also, uh, that are subject to EU legislation. DORA will also establish a new oversight framework for critical ICT third-party service providers when they provide services to financial entities. And there are some really quite severe enforcement and penalty provisions set out in the draft. In terms of activity, financial entities must have in place internal governance and control frameworks that ensure an effective and prudent management of all ICT risks. The regulation goes on to address the establishment of a risk management framework, protection against ICT-related incidents, prevention and detection processes, and then the response and recovery as well. There's also prescribed requirements for incident classification and reporting. In terms of testing, there are some use of third-party provider provisions, there are information sharing arrangements, and reporting is also a key area as well. On the testing side, this involves many techniques, um, but it's clearly more demanding for um, more significant financial entities and systemically important infrastructures than it is for those entities which are less systemic. In terms of reporting of major ICT-related incidents, there's a requirement to report to supervisory authorities. That's both a, that's at an initial stage, sort of intermediate, and the final resolution. Um, the three European supervisory authorities, or ESAs, will liaise with the European Union Agency on Cybersecurity to develop draft regulatory technical standards for the harmonisation of ICT risk management tools, methods, processes and policies. And there will also be regulatory and implementing technical standards to establish the content of reporting and to establish standard forms, templates and procedures for financial entities to report a major ICT-related incident. The users are also required to consider a single European hub uh, in connection, in consultation with the ECB and ANISA, um, and that's effectively to facilitate centralisation of incident reporting um, by financial entities. Thank you. And so how will the application work for providers within and outside the European economic area? Yes, of, of course, uh, as, as ever, there is sort of fairly strong extraterritorial reality provisions in uh, the draft. So under the draft, financial institutions will not be able to use third country ICT providers 
if they would be designated as critical were they established in the EU. For many financial services groups, this could have implications where IT ser ICT services are provided by entities located in the US, the UK, India, etc. So um, what do financial firms need to do now in order to get ready? Well, DORA proposal has been published by the Commission, um, but it's not the final version. It is uh, still going through Parliament and Council, and of course we have the Level 2 technical standards from the ESAs, which will specify more of the technical detail. So at the moment there is still the opportunity for advocacy, um, for example on looking at intergroup obligations and, and how that might apply uh, more broadly. Um, what firms could do is to consider third country critical services uh, by identifying ICT service providers and those which would likely be deemed critical and if any those which are outside the EU and, and this might include reviewing all entities within a financial entities group. As, as drafted the term ICT third party service provider includes intra-group service providers. The Econ draft report has proposed including an express reference to ICT intergroup service providers, so this point has been picked up, um, but that those providers should not be in scope of the separate oversight framework for critical ICT third-party service providers. In terms of preparation, um, the probably the best thing to do would be to sort of start reviewing services to establish which are likely to be in scope and which are critical and important, and then identify any relevant agreements uh, in preparation for potentially needing to review uh, and revise those agreements. Thank you very much, Claire. Clearly, there's a lot to take in, and it, like Micra, it's going to be a big step forward for the market. We'll await Dora's steady advance and amendments, possibly through the legislative process. As always, if clients do have questions, please do follow up with your client service manager. And Claire, for now, thank you very much. And Gabriella, back to you. Uh, thanks so much, Claire and Henry. Um, again, I see there's a lot coming for our clients in the coming months, so uh, please stay tuned. Um, I would like to thank you for listening to our second installment of DigiTalks. We hope that you enjoyed learning about DORA. Stay tuned for more from DigiTalks as we explore more trends in the coming weeks. Thank you for listening today. This has been HSBC Global Viewpoint, Banking and Markets. For more information about anything you've heard in this podcast, or to learn about HSBC's global services and offerings, please visit gbm.hsbc.com.